Hello, everyone. My name is Christopher. I use Z, Zem, and he, him pronouns. And my name is Judah. I use they slash them. And we've got a whole fucking bunch of people with us today. And we'll go around each room and introduce name and pronouns of everyone. Hi, my name is Christine. I use they, them pronouns. Uh, hi, my name's JQ. Uh, you can use she, her pronouns for me. Hello, my name's Lily. You can use any pronouns. And my name's Kelly, and I use she, her pronouns. Oh my gosh, we got a whole crew. Happy late Valentine's Day, everybody, mm-hmm. to the one person who's in a relationship in this room, and then everybody else, and me, an aromantic person. We've truly got a diversity <laughs> with us today. Uh, but today's episode is going to be all about, how do I do like a sexy radio voice like? All about love. And then like a sexy <laughs> song starts playing. Um, but we're just going to be uh, telling our heartwarming and horrifying queer love stories today um, and having a little a little conversation about them um, and hopefully get some catharsis. It's like playing Rosebud Thorn during outright meetings. It's going to be a good time. Um, and as you can see, we brought the flag from the office, so it looks a little bit cooler behind us. We need to get another flag. Yeah, we need to buy another yeah. one for the other side. <laughs> it feels yes. so empty on this side. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> oh, we look so sad. Yeah, it's because you guys have the better outfits, so we didn't give you the flag. Oh, thank <laughs> um, you. You got, oh, yeah. like, the Valentine's Day theme, people, and then um, I'm wearing a purple shirt, which is the most Valentine's Day item of clothing I own. It's not navy blue. Congratulations. Yeah. I'm wearing a Final Boy t- uh, shirt. Going the wrong way. Final Boy shirt uh, for anyone who's not a horror fan, it's cool, I promise. Uh, and then Min looks good as always. Who wants to start? We're already oh, kind of warmed geez. up. Uh, can I start? Yes, yes. please. Yes. Uh, because this is my moment to brag about my partner, who I love very <laughs> yes. much. Go um, So I've been dating him for the last two and a half years, oh. just about. Um, we started dating during the pandemic, which is a really interesting it was interesting dynamic because we started our relationship during the pandemic. Um, but yeah, before that, I, I struggled a lot with dating. It was hard. Um, being non-binary and being bisexual, like that just put a target on your back. Like that was just, it's difficult having to explain that to people on like Tinder or Bumble or Hinge. It was like, it was madness. And don't even get me started on the people who just like didn't understand my identities. Like they would ask some really like pointed questions and you're just like, okay. <sighs> or like they would match with you just to debate with you. Oh my God. God. Oh. Yeah. Like it's just, it's, it was bad. It was just a bad time. Um, I don't seek out bi for bi relationships. I wrote a whole article about this, right? Tell I wrote us a whole Judas articles. About bi for bi relationships? Yes. I wrote an article talking about how, um, so it was my own personal experiences with dating within the queer community and how difficult that kind of was. Um, I didn't seek out a bi for bi relationship initially. Like that kind of happened to be like bi coincidence. Bi coincidence. <laughs> No pun intended. That happened to be by coincidence. And let me emphasize, this is my personal experience. I don't want people to get to get it twisted. I'm saying everyone needs to seek out like a bi for bi relationship. You are bisexual. You have a <laughs> duty to society. But I mean, like, it's it's just a completely different dynamic, you know, because for the first time I was comfortable with talking about my bisexuality 
I was comfortable with being bisexual. I think when I was when I was first, you know, dating around, that was something that I was really scared to talk about, right? Like that was something that like it I didn't know how everyone was going to take it. You know, like especially when I was like you know, if if I'm dating like a guy, it's like, oh, I don't know how they're going to take it when I say, oh, my God, that girl's so hot. You know what I mean? Like, that was like, or like, even like the vice versa, right? Like, I didn't know if I was going to like, hang out with or go on a date with a girl and it'd be like, oh, I think that guy's so hot. And then then be like, oh, you're not lesbian. <laughs> like, it's just like, that was always like, kind of like a fear of mine. And like, it even like, and it did get to that point where, like, I had people on Tinder just, like, argue with me. <laughs> like, are you sure you're not straight? <laughs> are you sure you're not looking for attention? Like, it's Yeah, honestly, you're the one who's going to convince me. Really, really good debate skills you got yeah. there on Tinder.com. So, like, and that's not to say that, like, obviously, like, I think that was just, it's a pretty much a minority in the community. Like, I'm not going to, like, sit here and, like, demonize, like, people who are non-bisexual or, like, monosexual. I think we can demonize Tinder a little bit, though. Oh, yeah, no, Tinder's gross. Tinder (laughs) Tinder for sure is gross. Yeah, Yeah, but when I entered my relationship with my current partner, it was just, like, it felt good, you know, because for the first time I could, you know, express my bisexuality. I can be okay. I can be comfortable because my partner just happened to be bisexual. Um... It's like being T for T. You're like, oh, yeah, you exactly. fucking, you get it, finally. Exactly. And, you know, like, I, my partner has been amazing. He's, like, this really amazing dude. He, like, you know, he's he's been, you know, with me for the last two and a half years. He's been kind of, like, my rock. Like, my, like, he, he holds me steady. Like, oh. it's nice to be kind of, like, in that relationship. And I joke around with him all the time. Like, we have our celebrity pass list. <laughs> which is really funny. Like, I joke with him all the time about that. Because, like, obviously, I'm like, that's almost something like, you know, like, it's, it's like, I would never have a chance. Like, with these people, like, these people are, like, famous. And, like, we would, like, list off people in our celebrity pass list. Or, like, he'll name a celebrity and I'll just jokingly be like, oh, yeah, that person's on my celebrity pass list. <sighs> um, But, yeah, it's really nice to kind of have that dynamic. And, like... Like I said, like, not everyone has to seek out a buy-for-buy relationship or a tea-for-tea relationship. I just think that the the dynamics are a lot more comfier once you're with somebody that kind of understands what you're going through. Mm -hmm. Um, And also, our Valentine's Day date was really nice. Sorry, let me brag about that for a second because I had so much fun. Yeah, rub it in, Judah. Like, really get it in there. Sorry, I'm about to get nuked. (laughs) Kelly, Kelly, what was your New Year's resolution? Oh, thanks for asking, JQ. <laughs> My New Year's resolution was to get a date by Valentine's Day. Hey, you know what? How's it going? That's so uh, me. Actually, I might have gotten a date by Valentine's Day. Oh my god! But I don't know if it's a date or not. It's just that call kind it a of date. thing. No, nope. it's a date. Uh, call it for the sake now. of the New Year gods. Yes. You know how yeah. it is. Anyway, is it a friend that. thing? Or not friends. Are we lesbians? That's you know what? the eternal are. question. That's how lesbians are. <laughs> Sorry, Judah, so continue. I was going to say, like, you know what? That's actually really interesting because for the longest time, me and my boyfriend did not define our relationship. And it was always, like, that kind of, like, scary thing of, like, what 
What are we? What are we doing here? <laughs> Obviously, we couldn't like. We've been kissing for like a long time. Like, <laughs> you'd be surprised. So we had. So we shared our first kiss. Oh. Two week, like two weeks before the pandemic, like fully oh set in. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can imagine how awful that was to like go from like being like, oh my god, like. Like, you could imagine just, like, that, like, going from, like, being kissed and then, like, for, like, the first time in a long time. And then... And then there was another long time coming. Yeah. (laughs) And then there was another... Like, we did not see each other. I think it took a full, like, nine months for us to physically, like, see each other again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That being said, we did have an in-person Valentine's Day this year. Um, Last year, he was in D.C. during the winter quarter, so we didn't have... Yeah, we didn't have an in-person... We didn't have an in-person date. We did do a nice phone call, though, but, you know, it's not the same as, like, being in person. Um, But, yeah, we had an in-person Valentine's Day date. We cooked dinner, or he cooked me dinner. He does the cooking. I do not. Um, (laughs) Reversing gender roles a little bit. (laughs) Um, Two bisexuals reversing gender roles. Literally. Nice. Literally. Um, but anyway, so he, he cooked dinner. Um, we watched The Proposal with Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Really interesting movie. movie. Yeah, no, I fuck with it. I think that's the most heterosexual movie that I fuck with. <laughs> like, do I wish Sa- do I wish Sandra Bullock was a lesbian in that film? A little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> but it's okay. Because it's, she has, like, a backstory where I'm like, oh, are you... You know, like, are you well, hoping she can see you through the screen? Yeah, but no, because like she, so she, she is kicked out of her house, right? In Canada, like her her backstory that she was kicked out of her home in Canada. She has no family. Suspicion she number moved, one. She moved to New York. Suspicion number two. That's gay. I'm like, every person who lives in New York me? is gay. It's true. I'm New like, so you were kicked out of your home. You moved to New York. What do you want to do? Theater? You don't date. <laughs> you don't date men because you're too busy with your job. Oh, oh, oh come on! God. Too busy for my job at the Broadway. No, she's a, she's a book. I think she's a book editor. Oh my god! Oh, come That's on! That's even worse. No. Like it's just like I was just like oh, I mean it is the proposal. Ryan Reynolds is like the other character, and he does a fine job in it. My favorite part was probably Betty White. In that movie. Oh, Rip Betty White. <laughs> oh, yeah. Rest in peace, queen. Um, anyways, so we watched a proposal. We baked cookies. Um, we had, we shared, so we shared a bottle of Prosecco and a bottle of wine. Ooh. We made it a little bit fancy. A little bit fancy. Little bit yeah. Fancy bubbles. <laughs> White yeah. wine or red wine? Uh, we did, I don't know if it's Rose. classified. We did not the bisexual do equivalent of wine is rosé. <laughs> there's um oh there's I don't know if any of you seen Shit's Creek. That's like the metaphor for oh, yeah. David's pansexuality, where he's like he's like I'm a white wine person and a red wine person, but also sometimes I like to get a little bit of rosé, which is just <laughs> red wine, isn't it? I don't Rose. think so. It? I like, don't it's think just so. like the skins are different. No, no I, I don't, don't drink think alcohol. So. I don't I know. Think, I think they're different. Just I think rosé is a little bit sweeter. I think mm. red wine is a little bit like depending Darker. on yeah, obvious. Well, the infl in flavor. Yeah, or whatever the sommeliers say. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we had a really we were listening to music while cooking and baking. It was like really nice. 
That's so sweet. I know. Does All anyone right. have something terrible that they want to share in contrast? Oh, <laughs> just to really rub it. In. No, that's that's so lovely. That's the thing, too, because there's a lot of people bitter about Valentine's Day for valid reasons. But, you know, celebrate your friends who have loving relationships. And Me and my happy. boyfriend argued about Valentine's. <laughs> we like playfully argued about it because I was like, capitalism kind of popped off with Valentine's Day. <laughs> You're not going to like not going to lie. I'm kind of feeling I'm kind of into this. Um, <laughs> the the pink and red, the heart. Like, I'm like, come on, come on, come on. We commercialized love. That's what it already was. We can just, you know, slap on some. Candy. Now we can admit it. Now we can admit it. Capitalism took out our true form of commercialized love. Yeah, no, like capitalism truly like... Trader Joe's was wild. I like went there. Oh, because we had like a little outright social on actual Valentine's Day. Um, Little Palantines. And I went to Trader Joe's to get some candies an hour before. And every single person, it was packed. Every single person was holding a bouquet. And I'm like, you last minute fuckers. It's 5 p.m. What are you doing? 5 p.m. Oh, my God. Well, I have a story that I wasn't originally going to share, but then I shared it with Kelly today. It's really funny. It's, hey. <laughs> um, so, hope he's not listening to this. He's definitely not, but, oh, my God. Oh, God. I'm not even going to think about it. But, so, there was this guy um, who... So for context, I'm aromantic, but this was, I guess, before I realized that. And I guess now, after I realized that, it still makes my heart hurt, but that's okay. Oh. I was listening to, um, if anybody's, if anybody's on TikTok, <laughs> there's like, there's like a song trending that has like a metaphor related to this story. Um, oh. Ceilings by Lizzie McAlpine, I think her name is, but... Yeah, you get it. Um, so, so I knew this guy when I from the beginning of when I moved to Northern California, which was the third grade, because he was friends with one of my close friends, and we like met at her birthday party or something like that. And you know, like those friends you have if you've lived in a place for a long time, you like have people that you've known for a long time, but you don't necessarily like actively hang out, but you consider yourselves like friends. Yeah. So that was our dynamic, um, and it would be like, oh my god, like. I haven't seen you forever and all this stuff. And we had this joke slash, I don't even know what to fucking call it, but I'm so tiny and he's like muscular from doing fucking martial arts. Okay, Chris says these are tiny. What Chris means is uh, that he's six very, foot three, but skinny. Yeah, but like a hundred yeah, pounds. Yeah, I was saying, Chris, I think... Mean, Chris, Chris is by far t- the tallest person making this recording. T- tiny in mass, I guess. Um, but his, he would like put his arm out and I would like hang from it like a sloth and he could like pick me up. I was like a dumbbell or whatever. I don't know how exercising works, but, <laughs> but uh, so we were in high school. We both had, I had a terrible relationship, arguably worse than his, but he also had a relationship that wasn't going well and he was planning on breaking up with his girlfriend and I had just ended my shitty relationship ha- happily. Um, and since our last names are so close, uh, like uh, mine starts with I and his starts with K, we were like next to each other in the graduation line. So we would like go to like hang out after graduation practice and he would like drive me home, which Kelly and I were talking about is like the most intimate experience you can have in high school um, is driving <laughs> another person home. Um, and then one day we like it was like the last practice before the actual day. And he like drove me home and we were like sitting in the car in front of my house. And at one point we were like talking about, you know, like relationships and, and stuff. And I just went, well, if you ever realize you're gay, you know where I live. And then I left the car 
and went into my house and he stayed outside of my house for like 10, 15 minutes. (laughs) Um, And then I haven't seen him since. He goes to Cornell now. But um, the, the line that reminded me of it I actually, I was listening, I was in the fucking access van going to class, listening to this song, and I started tearing up thinking about it. I was like, damn, Chris, you have not seen this man in four years. Get over it. But the line in the song is like, um, she's imagining like being in the car with this guy and she leaves and it says, she says, it comes out when I go to leave the car. Like she's, she's leaving Mm -hmm. to never see him again. And then he pulls her back in and they kiss. So I was like, well... That didn't happen, but what it if, made me think of it. What if Aww. you didn't kiss? What if you? <laughs> what if? What if we remade this song? You know those TikTok things are like, what if we made this song into a different thing, and then it's just objectively worse? That's what this is. <laughs> what if I did leave the car and he didn't go after me, and then we never saw each other again? I think it always is kind of heartbreaking though, and you do have those kinds of like moments, and mm-hmm. you don't really take advantage of those moments, like. You're like, I can't lean over and kiss you right now. You're straight. Like, <laughs> honestly, like... I hope Sarah isn't listening to this. That'd be so awkward. Oh I honestly <laughs> think that, like, especially for a lot of, like, queer relationships, it's hard to make the first move because you never know mm-hmm. how somebody is going to, like, react. Yeah. And then you also, also at the same time, too, you also just, like, it's also nerve-wracking to kind of build up that courage too, mm-hmm. you know, to actually like do something about it. Yeah, and sometimes it takes a while to like realize that that's what you're experiencing. Because yeah. like I wouldn't say I'm like I w- I was like romantically attracted to him per se, um, but like I don't know. It's still I still feel stuff something. Yeah, when I think not about it, emotions. and I'm like, I mean, not the emotions, not the emotions. I just think it's, it's so like, like a... is it gay to have emotions <laughs> towards another man? Oh, a little bit. It's a little bit gay. <laughs> Um. Oh, I have something to say about this. <laughs> so, <laughs> Kelly has something to say. So earlier, Chris, when Chris and I were talking about emotional moments in the car in high school, I had uh, so I was telling him about uh, my girlfriend in high school. We would uh, I would drive her home every day, and it was definitely an intricate ritual. Um, <laughs> but like, it took me on the topic of it being so hard in queer relationships to know like when to do. When, when, when to make your move, because it's just such unknown territory. I liked her for like two years before <gasps> I said anything. Oh. And then even when we were together, um, we actually never kissed or anything, even though oh. Oh. I wanted to the whole time. It was like, it always just felt like such, yeah, like uncertain territory. And like you look back and you always wish that Kind of like that car moment, like when you were leaving or something, you you actually made your move. But it's like you can't go back in the past and yeah. do it now. So I think I waited. I think I waited like seven months to tell oh, my boyfriend seven months. To, to just to tell him that I love him. Oh, like I yeah. we waited seven months. Like I waited seven months to do that because it was like you don't you don't know. You can only know your own your own true feelings on somebody you never know the other person's mm-hmm. and like i don't know i also think that like a struggle too is kind of like wondering this is going to sound really depressing is like wondering if you're worthy of that love mm-hmm. yeah oh no like, what's that line from the from perks of being a wallflower you accept the love that you oh think you deserve oh, oh no <laughs> yeah chris 
No, that song, that song, Ceilings by by Lizzie Alpine, reminds me of the scene where she's got her arms out in the truck oh, and Parks of Being a Wallflower, and it's like, oh, Pixic, Manny Pixic Dream Girl. Ma- Manny. Manny Pixic. <laughs> Manny Pixic. Manny Whatever. Petty Dream Girl. Manny Petty. Emma Watson. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I think like a, a, a huge struggle too is kind of like, and I don't believe in that thing, like you need to like love yourself before you can love anybody else. No. Like that's so <laughs> silly. But I also... Not but, but I keep saying but. Um, I also think that there's kind of like that that feeling of not being worthy enough for somebody else's love. I felt that for a long time. For a long time, I felt that I was unworthy of somebody like him in my life. Um, and now he's been in it for two yeah, and a half years. Yeah, he's been in it for two and a half years. Um, I'm like, I don't know why you're still here. Um, <laughs> but let's make cookies. <laughs> yeah, let's make cookies and stuff. Um, I always have some of those cute moments, too, where I, like, wake up in the morning and, like, nothing's been processed yet. But then I remember I have a boyfriend and it brings, like, the hugest smile on my face. Aww. That's so cute. Sorry. I didn't mean to detract. <laughs> I was kind of more focusing on the fact that, like, I think, during those you moments, you don't need to apologize. It's okay. D- during those like moments of like extreme intimacy, like it's just so hard to make that move because there's so many things going on, mm-hmm. like in the background. Um, but yeah, romance is. You That's guys so... are fucked. It's crazy. Okay, I'm like okay. I okay. Before you begin, it's so funny because me and my roommate we got randomly paired freshman year in the gender inclusive housing. And we're both on the aromantic spectrum. You know, there's like the 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 cliche that you fall in love with your roommate in like mm-hmm. movies. But it's funny because that's never gonna happen. But we are like <laughs> now we're best friends and stuff. But like whenever we we hear of people like with relationship troubles, we're like, damn, that sucks. Uh, we're gonna go watch a movie together. Uh, anyway. See you later. I also think that there's too much. I think there's too much emphasis on like romantic love. Oh yeah. Like don't oh, get yeah. me wrong. Like oh, tune into our aromantic awareness like, week episode. Don't next get me week. wrong. <laughs> I love my boyfriend. Like I'm not aromantic, but like at the same time, like I find, I find that there's an intimacy with like my friends. Oh yeah. 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 You know my siblings. You know, there are things that, like, we share together that's, like, not the same as being romantic love, but it's love. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's it's just not, you know. Yeah. normativity, uh, which was coined in the 70s, talks about our uh, society, the societal norm towards marriage as the end goal, uh, usually in a heterosexual, cisgender, monogamous situation. Well, um, and it, like, controls... <laughs> Everything. Sorry, I keep cutting you off. No, no, it's cool because I keep trying to cut you off. Um, (laughs) Hey, I'm the editor in chief. I can cut you off all I want. (laughs) Okay, I've been like coming up with like new points um, to say like the whole time everyone's been talking. Because, okay, point number one, I feel like as someone who struggles a lot with anxiety, I have to very actively like remind myself that I don't care what people are thinking. But the thing is with love, like I very actively care. I care a lot. And I mean, you kind of have to. It's good to care. Yeah. But it's also like, I have these two competing impulses where one of right. them is like, um, interact with the world normally. And one of them is like, sometimes people make you feel not normal. And that's like, cool. Um, sometimes there are butterflies and they live in your body for like a while. <laughs> <laughs> There's an ecosystem in your stomach right now. So there's nothing you can do about there it. There is though. I, I also love my gut bacteria. Um, <laughs> Shout out to your gut bacteria. <laughs> gut bacteria, a normative love is the most important. Oh, and then I also feel like being 
queer, like, I already have to question norms of, like, what love is supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. So it makes it maybe easier that I've taken that first step already to figure out what kind of relationships I want, even if they're not, like, normative, Mm -hmm. which is really nice. I really like that I can sort of, it feels very freeing. Like, I don't know, it feels very freeing to remember that if I don't want to have a romantic relationship with a man, I don't have to. Oh, yeah. Dude, that makes me so happy. I love being gay. Like, Yes, I, please. I, like, sometimes I have nightmares about, like, like being forced to get married to a man. Oh, no. Kind of oh, like what Judah was saying. I wake up and I'm like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> Thank oh, goodness Jesus. that doesn't have to happen. Yeah, good thing. It's so funny when people are like, I was born in the wrong generation. Well, that's wrong for a multitude of reasons, but number one, uh, I would like to be gay. Thank you. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite trope in like movies is like two girl best friends and they're like, if you were a guy, I would kiss you. You're a fucking Oh my god, us watching uh, what's called But I'm a Cheerleader. Oh my god, that That would be so good. Recommend to anyone. It's on Showtime. I'm just like, oh oh my gosh. I love, I love, I love, I love, 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 love. That's all I have to say. I was going to make a more coherent point, but that's it. I, I, I do, I mean, I am alienated from it a lot. Alienated? From a lot. It a lot, um, but I don't know. Like even just listening to that song, or like listening to love. I, I was talking to an old old friend who was um, used to be an outright, uh, who's also on the aromantic spectrum in some way. And he was like, "How do you feel about like all songs being about love?" And I was like, "It kind of feels like role playing a little bit, where you're like listening to a really, you know, like the really good love songs that like make you feel a million things, or like put you into a situation that you've literally never been in, and you're like, that's so me. Listen, <laughs> like that's I, me every day. <laughs> I listen to Mitski, who is oh. canonically known for being like, like for writing like these heartbreaking songs about not being loved or like being taken. It that's never happened to me. <laughs> but it's like Mitski, I feel you for like, hundred percent. I sometimes joke with my boyfriend. I'm like, I need you to break up with me so that yeah. way I can like feel the full experiences of this. Yeah. Like I think when she released Laurel Hell, I remember being like, I need you to break up with me so that way just just, <laughs> just for like just a second, for just like so it hits. an hour or two, so I can listen to this album all the way through and feel everything. Yeah, it's it's not good when you can relate to motion sickness by Phoebe Bridgers. Um, yeah. Music, it's so weird how music has such like a that effect because it's like the lyrics themselves are never really that complex, but like they bring something to mind. Like, oh my God, so embarrassing. I have like song, you know, people make like playlists for ships. Yep. Like ship, like Very queer familiar ships. With yeah. And practice. I like, and I'm like, yeah, that's a Nick and Troy song for sure. And it's like, those people aren't real, Chris. And also, you don't know what romance is. Uh, <laughs> so how would you know? Um, but yeah, it's great. Um, does anyone else have a, a I love story? good ship playlist? A good ship yeah. playlist. House Fire by, I don't even know what it's called, but it's like, that literally just describes the show. That's fucking crazy. How did you guys know that? Um, yeah, I guess like speaking on like not knowing what romance is, <laughs> I like the have been talking to my therapist about like, <laughs> <laughs> about like my experience and like, questions about my sexuality and like my gender 
And like, I've always hesitated dating because like, I never wanted to fall within like the gender roles that like my family has put me in being in like a really fundamental Christian family. Mm -hmm. And so I think like I was so afraid of being like that classical Christian submissive woman that like I was afraid of like getting into the dating sphere and being caught up in that and like feeling the pressure to be that obligation. And so, but I'm not sure. But then I also have these feelings where I'm like, am I like I gender fluid and like, do I want to be a man or do I want to be a woman? Am I both? Am I non-binary? And it's just kind of all like a big mess. And so my therapist basically prescribed me oh. dating <laughs> and she's like, no more thinking about it. Go do, go do the dating and then find yourself with dating. This is the key to learning about your sexuality and gender identity. And so she told me, and I was like, date who? Like, where? <laughs> and she told me to basically download a bunch of dating apps and, like, create a profile. And I'm Does like... she have her license? <laughs> Did you check? I know. I'm like... <laughs> Has she ever it been is, on a dating app? She, she says she ever dated. Period. So much. <laughs> she says she has so much experience dating, like too much. Okay. Wait, but, how, wait, but I feel how like, old is she though? She's like, uh, like in her late thirties, early forties. Okay. Okay. I feel like if you have a lot of experience dating but zero experience on dating apps, you feel like dating apps are way better than they are because you think, think they're like actually dating people, but they're I'm not. I'm gonna sound like a complete boomer right now. <laughs> dating Ooh. apps are the worst like yeah, I honestly alert. Think, like, <laughs> same. I hate no them. so I so I met my boyfriend the non-online way <gasps> we, meat, met, so we, met, way. we <laughs> met at a fundraiser for Bernie Sanders yeah we met at a fundraiser for Bernie Sanders he was actually my upstairs neighbor because we were in the dorms he's my oh. upstairs neighbor was it a Bruin Dems party? No, it was not a B Dems party. Okay. It was a YDSA party. YDSA fundraiser for Bernie Sanders. Because oh um, I was like, I was at that Bruin Democrats party, and my it was not a B Dems my party. RA was the bartender. Um, but we, he was my upstairs neighbor. We had met that October previously, but we kind of forgot about each other. And then that when we saw each other, he recognized me. He was like, "Hey, I know you." And I was like, "I." Don't know you. Oh, but you're actually my soulmate. That's crazy. I didn't know. <laughs> no, literally. That's literally what it was. Um, but also, like, I did not seek out finding somebody that night. I'm going to be real honest with you. I had bombed a midterm, so I needed... Happy midterm season. No, <laughs> I don't condone this. Do not go drinking after a midterm. After you... Yeah, don't... don't. This was, was this freshman year? Drink, yeah, it's freshman drink year. Drink responsibly. Drink responsibly. And also when you're over the age of 21. 21. Um, <laughs> Says Jake, who's 18. Over the I age of 21. So... I was 21. I drink when water. I drink, when I drank at that Bernie Sanders fundraiser, which is weird because I'm 22 now. Oh, wow. I stayed, <gasps> the, the I stayed 21 for three years. That's crazy. <laughs> um, That's so crazy. Anyways, so like we met like I said, we met the organic way. And I will say that I had weird experiences dating on dating apps. <laughs> and like, We met without pesticides. <laughs> it's just, I feel like it's... Wait, no, but honestly, I agree so much with like the fact that like just the without dating apps, like dating, meeting someone first in person, like leads to so much more of a natural relationship. And also like, um, I think as like someone who's like Demi, um, it was like honestly really hard to like, discern what type of you know what actually is like romantic and what is like mm -hmm. platonic love 
And also, I think, like, that wouldn't have been possible without, like, having my first relationship, like, be formed, um, like, through having a friendship first that was established in person. And mm. then, like, you know, that was, like, the reason why we kind of, like, lasted for as long as we did, which was, like, three years. Um, over a lot of it being, like, um, away from each other because, like, of long distance. Um, but I think, like, honestly, uh, <laughs> trying to use dating apps now is, like, such uh it makes me want to oh everything because it's so much harder than just uh, knowing like how you feel about a person like so awkward no it actually is you're like like, oh i know your three top interests from your bio (laughs) i don't like people enough for dating apps dating apps assume that you like most people but i am like a mean introvert no i think everyone (laughs) actually hates each other on dating apps and they're just like that's why everyone's too shy to make the first move like that's they're, why they're too shy to make a first move or they bully you if you're bisexual. Oh, that's, that's no, I have a problem too. Like I've tried dating apps for so long, but it's like I don't like anyone on here. The only <laughs> yeah. people I've matched with was another disabled person who wanted a friend and then a guy who was into Aww. killer clowns from outer space. And okay. we just oh. and I just go, I like your clown picture, and he's like, I like your clown picture, and then I never <laughs> talk to him again. <laughs> Ouch. Which is the most bonding transgender fucking way to Does bonding through interest actually work? I'm convinced it's a scam. Like they honestly, they the only reason why they have you list those things on your profile is to make people seem more like people and not actually foster connection. No, people yeah, I just look I at think, that little hype box. Not I think lie. dating apps are pretty much good for hookups. Like yeah. I honestly really think if you're not looking for anything serious, my ring. So, Lily, uh, your therapist was like, you need to fuck right now. <laughs> I need you to do this. Loki was like, she's like, you need experience in life. And I'm like, what kind of experience? Okay. Yeah. So I feel like that sets you up for like a little bit of trauma. A little you, bit need, yeah. you need experience no, being bullied for your identity online. <laughs> yes. uh-huh. And then potentially in person. <laughs> uh, ooh. Go to Rocco's. Oh, my gosh. No, no. Go to WeHo. Go Wait, to, so WeHo's a little bit pricey. West Hollywood, it's a little bit pricey, but you will find people there. WeHo's kind of nice because you could talk to people. I feel like it's a little bit. I will say it, it does get kind of packed. So definitely like wear your mask. You know, don't be, get COVID before. Don't you get fall COVID. In love. No. Um, but yeah, I feel like I feel like meeting people like in a nat- more natural, organic setting is a lot better than like dating apps because dating apps are such a hassle for no reason, <laughs> like no reason whatsoever. I had one guy who invited me to his dorm Uh-oh. and I was like, <laughs> oh, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't really want to fuck on your that. twin bed. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I really... He was like, I have, we can smoke weed. And I was oh, like, no. oh, I don't, I don't we think can, we're going to do that. We can set off the fire alarm in Hedrick. And then, oh, yeah, no, I was like, no. I, that's who it was. I don't think we're going to do that. Um, I did have some nice, like, some genuinely nice um, interactions with people on on Tinder. Like, it wasn't so bad. I I briefly dated a musician. <gasps> oh. Okay. He was part, he was, he did, he did the bait, he he was, the tour, <laughs> he was on tour with Chicano Batman, which is a band, Ooh. for a while, and he was, he was their bassist. Um, but like, it didn't it didn't end up working out, which is fine. Um, and then I also had a really cute date with a girl who we like talked about video games the whole time. Oh. We kind of sat outside the study and we were like oh, talking. You're kind of yeah. selling it now. Like, <laughs> like, wait, but Lily, you have such like, a, a wait, growth of But options. that was like. <laughs> Two, that was like two people out of like 
Hundreds. Literally hundreds. Why hundreds. do they make hundreds. you pay to see who likes you? I really, so I'm like 20 so, people. people, wow. So, capitalism. I think, capitalism. I think, so there's a statistic that, w- that went out that like, I think like over 60% of the population is isolated or feels feelings of isolation. So sad. Mm. Um, so more and more people are like trying to find connection. And I think a lot of people are relying on romantic connection yeah. instead so of like... $60 a month to see who likes yeah. you romantically. Yeah. I think like especially because of like the nuclear family, like we have this idea that getting married and going off on your own is like the end game and the only way to find connection in life. Because we don't have communal living and we don't value friendships and like this patriarchal capitalist like society. Which is why 50% of marriages end in divorce because exactly. you don't actually like each other and you're not even friends. Yeah. Yeah. I think my oh, fear. Oh, sorry. I'll, I'll say something after you. Yeah, yeah. I think my fear of like dating within like friend groups is that I don't want to, I love friendship so much that I don't want to threaten the friendship to make the next move. And so there's been times where I'm like, okay, like, I just happen to want you to be like, I happen to want you to have me as your favorite person in the world. <laughs> but that means like, that's just bestie behavior, right? Okay. So, Dude. yeah. And so I just like, but I don't want to ruin the friendship by making a move, even if I'm like, like, we're perfect, but like. Not to be a cis straight guy, but it's like, I don't really don't want to ruin our friendship, but I yeah. have something to tell you. Stop. <laughs> Dude, I really feel that though, because, yeah, it's always like, for me, I, I feel like I never am interested in people before we're friends, but then yeah. I fall into the friend trap yeah. where it's like, well, I love being friends, so what then if, why? What if we were just girl best friends? What if we were yeah, girl best friends you know. and we kissed? All the I love time. being girl best friends. <laughs> yes. The, yes, the problem is I like to date people, but I also like to be girl best friends. And it's like, <laughs> there are two wolves inside of me. Both of them are lesbians. It's so real. Being like, yeah. being like friends with someone is such like an intimate relationship as well. And like to lose that is like, oh, like <gasps> I'd rather have them in my life. Yeah, so yeah. none of us are allowed to fall in love with each other. Now that's, that's, that's what we've decided. <laughs> okay, now you're just doing foreshadowing, I know, I'm the only, I'm, it's okay, I'm off the table for most of you, so <laughs> I'll be fine. Oh, so you're just sowing <laughs> chaos among the rest of us. Well, like, I was say, I'm also off the table. Yeah, Julia's yeah, yeah. off the table. Sorry. <laughs> Literally, you're like, couldn't be me, but stay safe, guys. Stay oh, safe no. and don't fall in love. So there was something I wanted to say about, but back when Lily was talking about uh, how people aren't valuing friendships very much, and Judah was talking about, yeah, how society focuses on romantic relationships. I wanted to say that I, um, I love platonic love so much, and... Lots of times, I mean, I haven't really dated very much, but I often, I don't feel, sometimes I don't even feel the need to date at all, even though I am interested in it, because, like, I have Come some really good side. friends. Come to the dark side, Kelly. <laughs> what? Come over here to the aromantic side. <laughs> okay, okay, I might be on this aero spectrum. I don't A-O? know. Aero? Aeroflux? But, okay. like, but, okay, hear me out. <laughs> But it's just, um, like, you know, I have a really great best friend and, like, we're not interested in each other romantically at all, but it's almost like we're kind of together because we kind of, like, have, like, enough love that, like, I'm not really, like, looking for love, if you know what I mean. QPR. 
QPR. Christopher's chanting QPR. QPR. It's a little bit like that. QPR. It's QPR. It stands for Queer Platonic Relationship. It's like, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's to all the internet queers who make fun of aromantic people for saying queer platonic relationship. There's a difference between having a regular friend and thinking that you are fulfilled in your relationship with well, someone in a platonic capacity. People make fun of things all the time. Like I yeah, think people, people so were mean. trying I think people were trying to figure out a a gender neutral way of saying like partner oh, and somebody came up with like joy friend and I was oh. like, "Oh, that's really cute." And then yeah. everyone on Twitter ruined it for me. Everyone was like, "What?" So and I'm yeah. like, uh, "If okay." I'm like, "Joy friend is such a cute like like okay. It's so adorable. Like, joy. Mm-hmm. Accurate. Yeah. Accurate. Ideally. Yeah, but yeah, QPRs are like it's basically having what would out externally look like a romantic relationship, but you are not romantically interested Involved, in the yeah. other person. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, I, I think we, we talked about it a little bit, but that was kind of like the explicit situation in high school almost where like people thought we were dating. Mm-hmm. But I mean, oh my God, definitely... um, me and my roommate, Elliot, we were at Whole Foods and he tripped me with our little grocery cart <gasps> and a guy said, wow, you really did that to your boyfriend, didn't you? And we were like, <laughs> <laughs> imagine you two dating. That's, that's okay. so weird it to would, think about. Um, if oh God! Don't confuse you for dating. Is it really like a, a queer friendship? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Dude, Literally that, so that real now. <laughs> okay. But, I had the, I came out to my mom as a lesbian and then, like, the day after, I forgot, and I was holding hands with my best friend. And Aww. I swear, like, 100% of people at my church now think I'm dating her. And it's like, okay, <laughs> I live like this now. Dude, I had that exact same thing happen to me. <laughs> was it also in church? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm just like, it's it's fun to give, you know, if you feel that a word describes what you're experiencing... Like, I wouldn't say, you know, if if I felt the way that you felt, Kelly, I'm like, best friend doesn't feel like enough when it can feel like it's emotionally replacing what a romantic relationship would be in your life. And that's like, fine, if you want a new word for it. And also queer platonic is a fun word. No well, straight people also, allowed. There's also a lot of people who are in relationships like that, like, especially yeah. like in in like there's like reports of like gay men and lesbian women being in those sorts of relationships because that's just. You know, and they're not obviously they're not romantically into each other. Like, like even just like some being someone's beard for twenty five years, uh, and they like you know maybe they get into another a, another relationship, but like you are bonded in a way that yeah. is yeah. nobody like it's not over oh, besties. Like we were married for twenty five years before like we realized that we were gay, and we still have that. It's like co-parenting, right? Like some yeah. people aren't married, but they they parent children together. Like you, you, you. Don't, I'm not just your best friend if we're raising a kid together. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a little more than that. I feel like there are like so. I feel like the English language is maybe not good at describing different kinds of relationships. Yeah. Well, I also think that a lot of people just aren't open to describing yes. different types of relationships. Also, people are haters who like to gay. Yeah, no, people are um, haters for people, real. I'm like, why I'm are you such a like label radical? I'm like, if a word makes you happy, it if, truly does not I matter. Truly, people yell at you online. I truly like as a as the resident neo pronoun user. If you identify as a rock, I don't give a fuck. But it's funny too because people will like put like Zeno, uh, like neo uh, neo and Zeno genders as like specific word like star gender for example right say someone identifies as that say they're 13 on instagram they have it in their bio people will make fun of them 
But if an older non-binary person says, my gender feels like the stars, people are like, yeah, I totally feel that. I want to say as much as I demonize um, dating apps, I did find my first relationship and we did go out on a date. Um, <laughs> on literally Valentine's Day. So sometimes they work, sometimes they work. <laughs> is this but, the person um, who I also coincidentally know? What? Is this the person who I also coincidentally know? No. Okay. No, that's the relationship that was... Oh my god, it scared me away because they mentioned marriage once and I was terrified of it. <laughs> so Christine and I went to the same high school and it turns out that I knew their partner like completely coincidentally. And they're like, yeah, I knew you. And I was like, How? How did you know me? How did you know me? Like me and Kelly figuring out we both went to the same church. We went to the same we church the, in high school. And, oh my God. And we both know the same person. Insanity. It's crazy. But yeah, like with like gender is, is fucking, it doesn't True. matter. If it's socially constructed, that means it can be literally anything and it doesn't matter. I just don't think if it's not harming anyone in any like direct way, like then I don't see an issue with it. I definitely think that there's been some kind of, like, brain rot. Yes. <laughs> like, about people, like, queer platonic relationships and, like, sexualities that people don't think are real, like, demisexuality. Like, or, like, I think there's still people who think that, like, aromanticness isn't real or asexuality isn't real. There's people who still think bisexuality isn't real or like, pansexuality Jesus, isn't real. And I'm just, like... What are we going to get over this? I'm like, I cannot keep having the same conversation. <laughs> That's the thing, too. I really hate when people call it discourse because discourse implies, like, intelligent, well-thought-out conversation. Just keep calling it wank. You guys are just mean. It's called bullying. <laughs> <laughs> the professional word used by every like, teen organization especially is bullying. When people, especially when people, like, bully, like, younger queer kids. Like, like for they using, are a child. For using, like, neo-gender or neo-pronouns. Sorry, like, for using neo-pronouns and for, like, you know, using new terminology to describe what they're feeling. Like, people are so mean to kids online. And I'm like, this person's, like, like, 13. You Can just you want an excuse out? to be mean. Literally. You don't feel this way. You just want to be mean to people. Yeah. Consider like, a therapist. Maybe not one that recommends you dating apps, but a better one, potentially. And like, All I'm the just people like, who cyberbully you on Tinder were actually recommended to uh, use Tinder by their therapist. <laughs> and true. it sucks because I can't imagine, like, or I can because it's happened, but like, <laughs> I, I can't imagine the type of damage that's doing to, like, my psyche, right? Like, I can't imagine being so unloved by a community that was like that you thought was gonna embrace you with like open arms. Like it genuinely sucks. Like it's like I don't know. I also think that like a lot of people just need professional mental help. Like especially people that do bully children on the internet. I'm like <laughs> you need to like seek you need to seek therapy. Well, you need to like unpack that somewhere because this child is not hurting you. Like I think you're just making yourself look bad. Um, you are 25. Not to be not to be this guy, but are you bullying a minor right now? You are 25 years old. Stop yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. Because I'm like, there are some times where we can do a call-in. Right? I can't believe that I can't pull the I'm literally a minor card anymore. Yeah, because you're literally <laughs> 18 years old. <laughs> like, I honestly think, like, I also think that, like, a lot of our culture is based on, like, carceral responses. Oh, for real. things. Like, like punitive. Yeah, like, like we're very like punitive. Like we want to see people like 
you know, they they step out of line and we're just like, we need to see you die. You yeah, know what I mean? Like you need to like do violence on their psyche yeah. if you can't restrain Obviously them. this is not, not okay, like not to be... this does not apply to people like JKR, like Jeffree Star. It's not rhymed. Um <laughs> They're I just want to clarify that like that's not like I'm not talking not about I'm not talking about bigots. You know what I mean? Like those Platformed people need to be deplatformed. Like, yeah. But like I think that, like, so many of us, like, don't recognize that we need to start, like, being more, a little bit more sympathetic, empathetic to people's situations. Yeah. Um, And especially, like, like, I still don't get why people bully queer kids on the internet. Dude, I like like, being mean to people. Speaking of high school, I was, I went to a birthday party. Another fucking birthday party. I go to a lot of these, apparently. It's the only (laughs) party that I go to. Uh, I was like invited to this my friend's 18th birthday and we were like all queer in some way like one of them was ace one was bi and one was uh, one of the other two trans guys who were in my um, like senior class and we were just like eating cake and then he goes you know what I don't get he him lesbians god damn and we're like uh we didn't ask, actually. That's really <laughs> crazy that you brought that up. Have you considered just understanding? Uh, yeah, and then the other t- I was very happy because my other friends who were at the table were like, maybe it doesn't matter and maybe they can use whatever they want. Um, so I was like, hell yeah. Fuck yeah, Sabrina. Kill it. Yeah. Um, but it's like, who? Like, I don't have... You know how people, like, hate follow people or they'll hate watch stuff? I'm like, I don't have the energy. I would much rather be happy and watch something I enjoy or there are so many things in like the real world that make me upset for good reasons so I don't need to give myself wow this is supposed to be the Valentine's Day episode Um, (laughs) well because I think it all goes back to the same thing like I think a lot of people project their own I think a lot of people do a lot of projection. Yeah. yeah. Like, especially well, on like, the internet. Especially like, if they don't have any control over their own right. situation. Right. Like, I've had to read so many bad takes about, like, bisexuals on the internet. And it's, like, a bisexual person talking about their own personal experience. And then everyone being like, well, you don't speak for this community. And you don't speak for that community. It's like, yes, and I it's know. Like, you know, that it's like a, there's a famous tweet that's like, you could be on Twitter and say, I like waff- I like pancakes. And somebody would be like, well, what about waffles? Like, why do you like, hate that's waffles? Oh, like that one person who was like, I like going out in my garden oh with my, my husband. God. And oh my everyone God. was like, fuck you. Fuck your husband. And like, she ended up being an asshole. But like, who cares? Like, and originally, we didn't know that. She was just, she likes to be outside. Going out in her garden was not the thing that made her an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, it's just like, I think a lot of people just lack a kind of like, Empathy, compassion, compassion yeah. for like the rest of society. Accept that people are going to be different from them in ways they don't like, don't understand. I... And a lot of people are just bitter, just bitter. I'm like, I had like I had to like leave Twitter the other day because there was some just I don't want to say the word discourse because that sounds really bad about Blank. Brianna <laughs> about Brianna Gay, and I had to leave Twitter because the way people were like attacking each other, like over like. I think it was over the hashtag, I think. And I don't I don't want to get in the middle of that because that just that's not my like I don't wanna like get into that. But the way that like people were attacking each other and like instead of having like an actual conversation about why like a different hashtag needed to be used, it was like people being like accusing each other of being like the worst people in the world. And I'm like, I need it's everyone like to like 
It's not that deep. In the end, a 16-year-old got murdered. You guys need to fucking chill out and think about, you yeah. know, the important part of that, which because is it a 16-year-old got murdered. So the discourse was about the, uh, the uh, people in the UK using uh, hashtag say her name for Brianna Gay. Oh, gotcha. Because she was being, so she was uh, trigger warning. by the media. Con- yeah, content warning for transphobia. She was being misgendered. By the media, her death certificate has her dead name on it. Oh god! It has. It also has the wrong gender on it. Ugh, that's um, very upsetting. Actually, it's it's upset. So people were kind of like using that to bring attention, but I think a lot of people were also bringing up the point as well. Well, this was in the U.S. It's used in the context of black women being killed by the police, um, and I don't want to get into like. Which what side is right, was correct? Yeah. Because I don't think there is. I honestly don't know. I don't know enough to like make a, an opinion on it. Um, but it was just like I'm like a sixteen year a sixteen year old was murdered for like, being trans for being yeah. trans. Like we need to stop the semantics and actually like figure out what the fuck we're gonna do as a community. Like I was just like, and we could have attacked this from like a place of like compassion. And being like, hey, like, I understand that, you know, we need to bring attention to the fact. And there were people who were doing that. Like, they were like, we understand that we need to bring attention to the fact that Brianna, you know, gay died. But we can use different language. But we can use different, like, a different hashtag. Or, like, we can use different language to talk about it. And, but there were other people who were just, like, really, like, like, vitriolic. And it was like, they were waiting for that moment to just, like, attack each other. And I'm like, you guys need to, like chill out like i i had a like i had to like log off because there was people who were victim blaming brianna gay they were saying well there were people who were arguing that like she was like privileged which is okay we can argue that she was white she does have a different type of privilege but that also doesn't detract from the fact that she was brutally murdered for being trans there was people who were it was just, there were people who were being racist, people who, it was just a bad, it was just all around bad. And I was like, we need to, like, figure out how to have more of these com- we, these conversations with more compassion and more empathy for the fact that, A, yes, this was a brutal murder of a trans girl. And, or A, yes, this is a brutal murder of a trans girl. And B, yes, we do need to figure out how do we do this? How do we talk about her murder without co-opting language from black activists and organizers um but that was not happening that like that conversation was not happening it was just people being like well fuck you and yeah yeah like and, if- and this like conversation kind of to, to bring it back to the topic for anyone who's maybe not understanding the connection like i feel like a lot with activism people mistake uh, like people have different motivations for being an activist right? right and there's this general i would say a general consensus that like if you are purely motivated out of anger you will not get the results that you want because there's nothing you're fighting for you are simply fighting against Against, something so when you have like a true love for your community and a a future that you're trying to get to that that the power that comes from that is always going to be stronger than like it's like saying, you know, y- your love for black people needs to be bigger than your hatred for cops. That right. that yeah. sort of mentality. Right. And like your love for trans people needs to be stronger than your desire to want to punch a turf. 
And I feel like... Then your desire to dunk on people online for using or, the wrong hashtag. Or people like the fucking, the so-called, like, leftists or, like, whatever, who make podcasts where they just argue with... <laughs> Sorry, they, we're, we're the leftists of we're the, the podcast. We're the leftists of the podcast. But the people who, like, bring on conservatives to their show just to argue with them, and then the people who, and then they feel good about debunking like, transphobia when that thing, person's not going to change. My whole thing was, like, them. what does this, what does this, like, who does this help? Like, genuinely, like, having the conversation in this way where it feels like everyone is being, like, vitriolic towards each other. Like, how does that help anything? I feel like it makes things a lot worse because I also think a lot of people are angry mm-hmm. about Brianna Gay. And I think a lot of a lot of the credit, there was, like, a thread of tweets that got a lot of criticism. Like, a lot of that criticism came from a place of anger because they were angry that this 16-year-old was murdered. This trans child was murdered in cold blood because of her transness. And obviously, like, she's not the only She's not the only trans person who's done that, right? I think last year was one of the deadliest years for trans people on record in the U.S. I don't know about around the UK. The, in the, around the world, it was, like, worse in, like, South oh, America, really? I think. Yeah, it was, like, oh, 330 total. Yeah. So I think, like, I think there are definitely ways that we should have this conversation, but we also need to understand that, like, the community is grieving. The, the, the way that we have been attacked the way that our rights have been taken away to our own bodily autonomy and how we should transition, how we should be, you know, who, how we should be called, how, like, all of that's being taken away at such a fast rate yeah, that it's, it's like, it's like, I, people, I think a lot of people are angry and nobody knows what, nobody knows what to do. It's unfortunate because nobody really knows, like, how do we, like, how do we go from here? But I also think, like, I don't think we can have a productive conversation without thinking about, you know, the love that we have for each other and the love that we... I sound a little preachy, but, like, I really don't... Twitter is just not a good place to have these conversations. Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, like, none of these places... TikTok is best. TikTok is even worse, These places are not really conducive for, like, nuance. Because I think there's a lot of nuance in this conversation. I feel like they're not even conducive for, like, compassion. Because compassion is not profitable. That's true. People are mean. I'm like, dude, TikTok comments like never go viral on TikTok. From someone who's gone viral on TikTok, never go viral on TikTok. It's, oh no, everybody is mean all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, guys, because it's like you know, there's always going to be the people like who shoved. And we should probably wrap up in a bit, but yeah. like, I'm just Whatever. thinking of uh, I'm thinking of uh, like the actress who played Skylar White, Anna Gunn. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be the people who literally bully a real woman off of social media because they hate her character on a television show those type that type of person is not me like i personally cannot imagine doing that but there are people who have that attitude and feel like that's a thing that they are going to do and they want to do and those are the same potentially the same people who leave those comments or who automatically react with hatred and bitterness and it's like we don't there's no, like, profile for ho- who those people are or anything like that. But, like, generally having a culture of love and acceptance and community and, you know, having feeling like other people have your back and that you have other people's back, like, that's what's going to fix it, I feel like. Because there's just such... And maybe it's, like, United States individualism. I'm sure it is. But, like, everybody has had to fend for themselves and the most successful movements and the most successful... The way that we get out of true 
moments of oppression and genocide and these horrible things is with the power of the people that are around us and the love that we have for them. Right. So I guess that's the lesson. Yeah, that's, um, that's the lesson from this episode. That's the lesson from um, this episode. Love, love, love you all. Love your community. Like, definitely, like, get in more involved with, you know, community organizing, figure out the people around you. Because also, I think a huge part, and not to say that, like, I'm not going to give, I don't want to give bigots any credit and be like, well, they have to, like, they don't have to accept you. Because that's not, like, true. But I also think, too, that sometimes people just genuinely don't know what's going on. They just genuinely, like, They've never been, like, especially small, like, smaller towns, of course. Like, the smaller you get, the more or less you're going to find queer people in, like, smaller towns. Well, That's I just... think the internet does very interesting things to that. Because, like, like, you're suddenly thrown into seeing everything. Yeah, into, like, a giant vat of people who assume that the way that they do things from how they were raised is, like, the normal slash correct way. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, like, I definitely think that just people need to get more involved in community organizing and figuring out, like how to build genuine community because i just like i think somebody's writing about that in the print how you can't really build community through online spaces because it's so difficult which is like i think there's obviously nuance there too like obviously i think there are online communities that build genuine like friendships and connection with each other but definitely like in terms of like organizing and all of this other stuff like we're so isolated as kelly said earlier we're so isolated from each other or was it lily I think it was Lily. <laughs> Lily, as Lily said earlier. You were the one who was like, well, I um, I met my boyfriend, and then two weeks later, the entire world went into lockdown. So, like, I feel like you can also talk about isolation. Well, <laughs> yeah, isolate, a good like, historical moment for it. Isolation? I just think that, like, so, I don't know. For me, I just find that the, my, my better friendships, my better, you know, my... My better friendships, my better relationships have all been from, like, people that kind of share a mutual, like, love for each other. Yeah. Like, I love my friends. I I told my I told my friend the other day, I was like, you're my ride or die. Like, if you went to jail, I'm going to jail, too. <laughs> like, if, like, I, it's just, like, I don't know. I just think that we do need to build a genuine connection with each other and, like, definitely do we need to find more compassion for each other, you know? And if you... See an annoying gay child, leave them alone or become, <laughs> or become their friend. Or be yeah. nice. Yeah. Like, or like, become oh my like God. a mentor. Like, in uh, if the you first. you don't have anything nice to say, don't be Literally. mean to a child online. <laughs> the first outright, and we can probably go out on this because it yeah. brings it back to outright, but our first social, um, we, had a, we had a rainbow party where everyone was dressed as a different color. And that was like, we had accepted 30 new people. We were the biggest we've ever been. And there were quite a few people who you could tell have never had a space where they can fully be themselves. Yeah. And they're loud and they're talking about how gay they are and all this stuff. And I'm just like, I am so fucking happy that we have created a space where those people can exist. And those they can have their first experiences with queerness surrounded by other queer people and know, you know, if they introduce that they use they them pronouns for the first time, everyone's going to respect them and they're going to love them. And we should do that in queer spaces more. Um, and yay. I'm glad shout for out, all of you. Yeah. Shout out to Outright for being the only group of people that I was not stressed to say that I changed my name to. Yes! Woo! <laughs> yes! Oh Snap! Just sent me a message and I'm like, yeah, I can change that. No worries. <laughs> yeah, um, well, thank you everyone for listening. You can follow Outright on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook at Outright News Mag. You can also read our uh, bi-weekly articles on our website outrightnewsmag.org 
We're going to be publishing an interview with Rio Romeo, who is a butch lesbian, non-binary singer-songwriter in the next few days. So get excited for that. And our new print is going to be coming out in a few weeks, um, which we'll talk about in our own dedicated episode later this quarter. But uh, that's, oh, by the way, that's right, spelled W-R-I-T-E because it's a pun. I have been Christopher. And I've been Judah. I have been JQ. I've been Lily. I've been Kelly. And this has been Speak Out. We will see you next Thursday. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Late Valentine's.